Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. This is Michelle Burkhardt. I'm your host. Today, we're talking about the question, what happened to our intuition? Um, So I am pre-recording this again. Uh, I've been on this road trip, if you've been listening, and I wanted to make sure that I brought this content to you. This is another lesson that's been sitting in my notebook for probably two months, quite honestly. Uh, And I think about it all the time. I just haven't had the time to really sit down and and share it with you. So I'm taking this opportunity now. So basically, we're going to talk about intuition. Uh, Some people say they don't have it, but we all have it. So we're going to talk about that. Um, And then I I came across a story. There is a book out there um, by Clarissa Pinkola Estes, E-S-T-E-S, and it's called Women Who Run With the Wolves. Um, It's a really cool book. Uh, It's uh, got a lot of really cool stories in it and and allegories and metaphors. Um, But I'm going to read a story to you, and it's a little bit long, but uh, I want to read it. And then I'm going to explain the steps that you need uh, in order to um, develop your intuition. Okay. So for the first part, especially for the story, just listen. Okay. Just really listen. And then after that, you can take some notes. Um, basically we're going to relate your development of intuition to the seven levels of awareness. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. All right. So I hear all the time from people, Michelle, I I just don't have intuition like you do. Well, I think intuition is like singing in the shower. Everybody can do it. Some people are better than others. uh, And and many people can develop that talent. So the the story that I came across is really going to um, highlight several things about intuition. So I'm going to read the story. Um, just sit back, listen. Uh, you might want to take some notes um, as we go through if something pops into your head, but don't don't feel like you need to. And then after that, I'm going to go through uh, you know how to develop your intuition based on the seven levels of awareness. All right. A little bit of a long story, but I'm, I'm sure you'll appreciate it. So this comes out of her, um, her book, Women Who Run With the Wolves. It's in chapter three. Uh, I think it's chapter three. I want to make sure I get this right. Hmm. Maybe it's not chapter. Th- yeah, it is. Okay. Um, the story of Vasilisa. So once there was, and once there was not, a young mother who lay on her deathbed, her face pale as the white wax roses in the sacristy of the church nearby. Her young daughter and her husband sat at the end of her old wooden bed and prayed that God would guide her safely into the next world. The dying mother called to Vasilisa, and the little child in red boots and white apron knelt at her mother's side. Here is a doll for you, my love, the mother whispered, and from the hairy coverlet she pulled a tiny doll which, like Vasilisa herself, was dressed in red boots, white apron, black skirt, and vest embroidered all over with colored thread. Here are my last words, beloved, said the mother. Should you lose your way or be in need of help, ask this doll what to do. You will be assisted. Keep the doll with you always. Do not tell anyone about her. Feed her when she is hungry. This is my mother's promise to you, my blessing on you, dear daughter. And with that, the mother's breath fell into the depths of her body where it gathered up her soul and rushed out from between her lips and the mother was dead. 
The child and her father mourned for a very long time, but like the field cruelly plowed under by war, the father's life rose green from the furrows again, and he married, married a widow with two daughters. Although the new stepmother and her daughter spoke in polite tones and always smiled like ladies, there was something of the rodent behind their smiles which Vasilisa's father did not perceive. Sure enough, when the three women were alone with Vasilisa, they tormented her, forced her to wait on them, sent her to chop wood so her lovely skin would become blemished. They hated her because she had a sweetness about her that was otherworldly. She was also very beautiful. Her breasts were bounding while theirs dwindled from meanness. She was helpful and uncomplaining while the stepmother and stepsisters were among themselves like rats in the offal pile at night. One day, the stepmother and stepsisters simply could not stand Vasilisa any longer. Let us conspire to make the fire go out, and then let us send Vasilisa into the forest to Baba Yaga, the witch, to beg fire for, for our hearth. And when she reaches Baba Yaga, well, old Baba Yaga will kill her and eat her. Oh, they all clapped and squeaked like things that live in the dark. So that evening, when Vasilisa came home from gathering wood, the entire house was dark. She was very concerned and inquired of her stepmother, What has happened? What will we have to cook with? What will we do to light the darkness? The stepmother admonished, You stupid child, obviously we have no fire, and I can't go out into the woods because I am old. My daughters can't go out because they are afraid. So you are the only one who can go out into the forest to find Baba Yaga and get a coal to start our fire again. Vasilisa replied innocently, well, all right, yes, I'll do that. And so she set out. The woods became darker and darker and sticks cracked under her feet, frightening her. She reached down in the long, deep pocket of her apron and there was the doll her dying mother had given her. And Vasilisa patted the doll in her pocket and said, just touching this doll, yes, I feel better. And at every fork in the road, Vasilisa reached into her pocket and consulted the doll. Well, should I go to the left or should I go to the right? The doll indicated yes or no or this way or that way. And Vasilisa fed the doll some of her bread as she walked and followed what she felt was emanating from the doll. Suddenly, a man on, in white on a white horse galloped by and it became daylight. Farther on, a man in red sauntered by on a red horse and the sun rose. Vasilisa walked and walked, and just as she came to the hovel of Baba Yaga, a rider dressed in black came trotting on a black horse and rode right into Baba Yaga's hut. Swiftly it became night. The fence made of skulls and bones surrounding the hut began to blaze with an inner fire so the clearing there in the forest glowed with an eerie light. Now the Baba Yaga was a very fearsome creature. She traveled, not in a chariot, not in a coach, but in a cauldron shaped like a mortar, which flew all by itself. She rode this vehicle with an oar shape like a pestle, and all the while she swept out the tracks of where she'd been with a broom made from the hair of a person long dead. And the cauldron flew across the sky with Baba Yaga's own greasy hair flying behind, her long chin curved up and her long nose curved down and they met in the middle. She had a tiny white goatee and warts on her skin from her trade and toads. Her brownstone fingernails were thick and ridged like roofs and so curled over she could not make a fist. 
Even more strange was Baba Yaga's house. It sat atop a huge, scaly, yellow chicken legs and, and walked about all by itself and sometimes twirled around and around like an ecstatic dancer. The bolts on the doors and shutters were made of human fingers and toes, and the lock on the front door was a snout with many pointed teeth. Vasilisa consulted her doll and asked, Is this the house we seek? And the doll, in its own way, answered, Yes, this is what you seek. And before she could take another step, Baba Yaga and her cauldron descended on Vasilisa and shouted down at her, What do you want? And the girl trembled, Grandmother, I come for fire. My house is cold. My people will die. I need fire. Baba Yaga snapped, Oh, yes. I know you and your people. Well, you useless child, you let the fire go out. That's an ill-advised thing to do. And besides, what makes you think I should give you the flame? Vasilisa consulted her doll and quickly replied, Because I ask. Baba Yaga purred, You're lucky. That is the right answer. And Vasilisa felt very lucky she had given the right answer. Baba Yaga threatened, I cannot possibly give you fire until you've work, done work for me. If you perform these tasks for me, you shall have the fire. If not... And here Vasilisa saw Baba Yaga's eyes turn suddenly to red cinders. If not, my child, you shall die. So Baba Yaga rumbled into the hovel and laid down upon her bed and ordered Vasilisa to bring her what was cooking in the oven. In the oven was enough food for ten people, and the Yaga ate it all, leaving just a tiny crust and a thimble of soup for Vasilisa. Wash my clothes, sweep the yard and clean my house, prepare my food, and separate the mildewed corn from the good corn and see that everything is in order. I will be back to inspect your work later. If it is not done, you will be my feast. And with that, Baba Yaga flew off in her cauldron with her nose as the windsock and her hair as the sail, and it became night again. Vasilisa turned to her doll as soon as the Yaga had gone. What shall I do? Can I complete these tasks in time? The doll assured her she could, and to eat a little and go to sleep. Vasilisa fed the doll a little too, and then she slept. In the morning, the doll had done all the work, and all that remained was the meal to be cooked. In the evening, the Yaga returned and found nothing undone. Pleased in a way, but not pleased because she could find no fault, she sneered. You are a very lucky girl. She then called on her faithful servants to grind the corn, and three pairs of hands appeared in midair and began to rasp and crush the corn. The chaff flew in the house like a golden snow. Finally, it was done, and Baba Yaga sat down to eat. She ate for hours and ordered Vasilisa on the morrow to again clean the house, sweep the yard, and launder her clothes. The Yaga pointed to a great mound of dirt in the yard. In that pile of dirt are many poppy seeds, millions of poppy seeds, and I want in the morning to have one pile of poppy seeds and one pile of dirt, all separated out from each other. Do you understand? Vasilisa almost fainted. Oh my, how am I going to do that? She reached into her pocket and the doll whispered, don't worry, I will take care of it. That night, Baba Yaga snored off to sleep and Vasilisa tried to pick the poppy seeds out of the dirt. After a time, the doll said to her, sleep now, all will be well. Again, the doll accomplished these tasks, and when the old woman returned home, all was done. Baba Yaga spoke sarcastically through her nose, well, lucky for you that you were able to do these things. 
She called for her faithful servants to press the oil from the poppy seeds, and again three pairs of hands appeared and did so. While the Yaga was smearing her lips with grease from her stew, Vasilisa stood nearby. What are you staring at, barked Baba Yaga? May I ask you some questions, Grandmother? asked Vasilisa. Ask, ordered the Yaga, but remember, too much knowledge can make a person old too soon. Vasilisa asked about the white man and a white horse. Aha, said the Yaga fondly, that first is my day. And the red man and the red horse? Ah, that is my rising sun. And the black man and the black horse? And yes, that is the third, and he is my knight. I see, said Vasilisa. Come, come, child, wouldn't you like to ask more questions? Wheedled the Yaga. Vasilisa was about to ask about the pair of hands that appeared and disappeared, but the doll began to jump up and down in her pocket. So instead, Vasilisa said, no, grandmother, as you yourself say, to know too much can make one too old too soon. Ah, said the Yaga, cocking her head like a bird. You are wiser than your years, my girl. And how did you come to be this way? By the blessing of my mother, said Vasilisa. Blessing, screeched Baba Yaga. Blessing? We need no blessings around this house. You'd best be on your way, daughter. She pushed Vasilisa out into the night. I'll tell you what, child. Here. Baba Yaga took a skull with fiery eyes from her fence and put it on a stick. Here. Take the skull on a stick home with you. There. There's your fire. Don't say another word. Just be on your way. Vasilisa began to thank the Yaga, but the little doll in her pocket began to jump up and down, and Vasilisa realized she must just take the fire and go. She ran for home through the dark forest, following the turns and twists in the road as the doll told her which way to go. She came through the forest, carrying the skull with fire blazing from its ear, eye, nose, and mouth holes. Suddenly, she became frightened of its weight and its eerie light and thought to throw it away. But the skull spoke to her and urged her to calm herself and to continue toward the home of her stepmother and stepsisters. And this she did. As Vasilisa came nearer and nearer to her house, her stepmother and stepsisters looked out the window and saw a strange glow dancing through the woods. Closer and closer it came. They could not imagine what it could be. They had decided that Vasilisa's long absence meant she was dead by now and her bones dragged away by animals and good riddance. Vasilisa advanced closer and closer to home, and as the stepmother and stepsisters saw it was her, they ran to her, saying they had been without fire since she'd left, and no matter how hard they had tried to start one, it always went out. Vasilisa entered the house feeling triumphant, for she had survived her dangerous journey and brought fire back to her home. But the skull on the stick watched the stepsisters and the stepmother's every move and burnt into them, and by morning it had burnt the wicked trio to cinders. Wow, right? So there's a few things in here I want to highlight. So the first thing, so there's seven things actually. So the the first, um, I guess, major point in this story is that the good mother of Vasilisa dies, right? So, you know, um, I find that people in life who listen to their intuition have had bad stuff happen in life, right? So the, the good mother dies, which we don't want to happen, but we know sometimes that happens in life. And she's passing on information, right? Now, 
At some point in your life, you have got to start developing your own internal guidance system. You cannot rely on other people anymore. So there are some adults that I know that are so reliant on their parents, let's say, that they can't make a a decision without talking to their parents. Um, These are folks who are never going to, to develop their intuition because they're always relying on someone else to tell them what they need to do. Um, it could also be that you have a trust in an institution, an agency, an organization, um, you know, authority figures of some sort. And if you're always waiting for their permission and approval, you can never develop your own intuition. So the good mother dies and because she dies, um, Vasilisa is forced to develop her own intuition. So the doll obviously is, is her, um, her intuition. The mom passes it along to the daughter and says, here you go. Right? So yes, it's a a sad thing that, that she is separated from her mother. However, she gets the gift of this internal guidance system. Okay. So number two, um, there's a step family, there's cruelty happening, right? So really, this is about understanding, um, getting to know your, your, if you want to put it in terms like this, your positive and the negative side of yourself, right? Um, you're not all good, but you're not all bad. You're a mixture of both, right? I can, you know, um, well, several weeks ago, I did the, the Girl by One retreat. It was amazing. It was awesome. I loved every minute of it. And I went home and I promptly was really mean to my husband because <laughs> I was tired. So, you know, um, you can be good and you can be bad all rolled up into one. Now we want to love all parts of ourselves, realizing that there's a difference between, um, who you were taught to be and who you could be. Okay. So you're at this point, you're experiencing things in life. There's cruelties, there's challenges, there's things happening, but you're learning more about yourself and really allowing your intuitive self to be born. Okay. So you're no longer following the rules of other people, but as you're experiencing things in life that are difficulties or challenges, you're, you're understanding yourself more. Okay. So do you see how these are related to the seven levels of awareness If you are brand new to the podcast and you've not heard me do any of the the seven levels teachings, use our searchy link. I will go ahead and put that in the description Um, and go search just seven levels. You'll see all kinds of teaching. Uh, If you've not plugged into any of those before, I would go to the seven levels of awareness first and then go. We've got different ones. Okay. All right. So the third thing that happens is that, uh, Vasilisa goes on this journey. Um, you can consider it, you know, like a wild goose chase. So she's going on this journey. She takes the doll and the doll guides her to Baba Yaga, right? So this is really where she is practicing or experiencing her intuition for the first time. This is where we are trying to rely on our senses and our knowingness right? Which can seem really weird at first, but it, it really helps us to kind of bring lessons back to the now, right? Um, so feeding your intuition, um, uh, your nature, you're trusting it even more. So the more that you, um, wake up in the morning and say, okay, um, you know, what's going to be my, my focus today. And then listen for the answer you're practicing. 
Um, when you are, you know, preparing a meal and you're like, which vegetable should we have here? And you listen, you're practicing. Okay. So really as Vasilisa was going to Baba Yaga, she was listening to this doll. Now she'd had the doll for a while, but up until this moment in the story, she really hadn't been, you know, focused on that. She was focused on learning about herself now in relationship to, uh, you know, her cruel step family, but now she's on this journey and she's kind of forced to pay attention to her own intuition. Okay. Lots of times you can be going through difficulties and challenges and, you know, you can get stuck in this idea that it's hard, it's difficult, it's challenging. Or you can also look at it just as Vasilisa did. She's on this journey. I have a purpose. I don't know what's going to happen, but I have everything within me, i.e. your intuition, that's going to help you. Okay. Um, at one point, you know, she, she um, meets the, the, old hag, right? Uh, Baba Yaga face to face. And that is symbolizing the, the encountering of your fear, um, the dark and kind of wild nature of yourself, of other people, of the world, right? So you're really learning to face the, the dense energy, um, the fear, the guilt, the shame, um, the bitterness, the unforgiveness. Now, first it has to be for you, right? So, so again, knowing yourself and knowing what your struggles are, that's really important. But then as you develop this, you realize that as you're interacting with other people, that guy's not, not a jerk. He's just struggling right now. Right. And so every time you're working with somebody and there's this dense energy and you meet that, it's like meeting Baba Yaga in the forest the first time, but you can do it with power and love. Okay. And as you do this, um, you become a little bit more wild yourself. So what does that mean? Um, at the beginning of the story, uh, they didn't go into depth in this, but if you, you look up the history and everything about the story, what you'll find is that um, before the good mother dies, basically the, the, the child, Vasilisa, is um, like the picture-perfect child, right? Always listening to mom and dad, always doing what she's told, following the rules, you know. But as you go out into the, the wildness of life and you realize I have everything in me to confront whatever comes my way. So if I go and, you know, some guy is being a jerk to me or I think he is, you know, and I look at him and I'm like, hmm, he's just really struggling today. Or, you know, one of my teenagers is having an issue, which, you know, pick a teen any day, you're going to have an issue, right? Um, or, you know, maybe your loved one is just really struggling with something and, and you realize, like I can be there with, with them, with power and love. Um, you become a little more wild, meaning that you're not so interested in what is the right and wrong thing to do? What, uh, am I supposed to do here? What's the rules? What's the etiquette? What's the protocol? You just know I have everything I need to face whatever's going to come my way today. That's what I consider being wild. Okay. So the fifth thing that happens in the story is that she begins to save Baba Yaga, right? Um, she begins to, um, stay with her. Um, she does these tasks. She's, she does it with patience and endurance. Um, and the doll helps her, right? The doll helps her not only know, Hey, you can do this. Um, but she, you know, for each one of the tasks, 
um, Vasilisa begins to do the task. She gets a little overwhelmed and the doll says, it's okay. I've got the rest of it. Right. And so the doll is, is very helpful. Um, but she, she's a, a guiding, positive, protective force, right? This is really symbolizing you getting to know your subconscious brain. Okay. Um, what are the patterns and the habits and the, the programs that you have inside yourself? Um, now this is not rational, right? So, so Vasilisa goes to the hag to get, get this fire for her family. And the hag basically, you know, takes her in and, uh, turns her into a slave, if you will. Right. She's a willing slave as she could leave at any time. Um, and she gives her all of these really wild, inane tasks to do, right? But what we want to do is we're kind of developing our intuition. We have to know what comes easy to us and what doesn't. And then there's also this goal and flow. So when Vasilisa started each one of those tasks, she started, there was an action step there, right? It wasn't like she just looked at it and said, well, I hope everything turns out okay. She gave it her all. And then she allowed flow to happen. So she realized that her friend, her helper, her guide here was going to do the rest of the work. Now, this doesn't mean you show up to your day, you do a little bit and you're like, oh, you know, world take over everything. Um, But there are many times when you have to say, you know what? I'm going to do my best here and I'm going to allow whatever's going to happen to happen. That's a huge part of knowing uh, what's in your subconscious as well as getting to know your intuitive side. Okay. So the, the sixth thing it's, it's related to, uh, these tasks that she was given. So she had to, you know, separate the, the corn, right? She had to, um, separate the, the poppy seeds and the dirt. This is really about learning discrimination and discernment. Okay. So you can think about it as wisdom and understanding. So, really knowing when to act, when not to act, when to say something, when not to say something, when to share something, when not to share something, when to nurture an idea, a relationship or a habit, and when to release it. That's a huge part of developing your intuition. And oftentimes people want to start there. That's number six, guys. You can't start there at number six. You've got a lot of work to do before you get there. But once you get there, let me tell you, it becomes so much easier. Life is just easier. Uh, you can go about and you're given an idea and you're like, okay, is this yes or no? And, and I, for one, kind of feel it in my gut, if you will. Uh, I have a feeling that's a yes and a feeling that's a no. And I make very quick decisions based on that because I've gotten all of the, the rest of the steps. I've developed that through life. Okay. And then finally, the last thing, uh, you know, she, she's given, uh, finally Baba Yaga gives her the skull with the fire in it. Um, and she's making her way back. Um, so she, she finds her way back. She's got this power, this light. Um, and really I look at that as, listen, this, this girl has suffered a lot in her life. You know, she, she lost her mom at an early age. She's been forced to kind of, um, have these difficult relationships. Now she's forced to go out and do something that's fearful that honestly, a lot of other people wouldn't do. Um, she suffered things like, you know, trauma, um, and, and drama and things like that. Um, uh, and now she's gone through the difficulties and challenges of just being with Baba Yaga, right? But she's coming back to, um, you know, this, I guess this, this home, the, these relationships, these people, 
she's gone out, she's experienced developing her, her intuition, getting to know herself more, um, trusting herself more, creating boundaries. And this idea of going and doing your own inner work, uh, I know many of you are in that, that journey yourself, but going and doing your own inner work and developing yourself and then going back to, let's say your childhood home or relationships, it can feel scary, right? However, you know, here she comes with her skull and her fire. She can see better than she felt on the way out. She got more light. Okay. She can respond better than reacting to her family. She sees that, you know, maybe her family is doing the best that they can. They just, they don't get it right. They haven't been on the same journey that she has. She can see different, different things differently. She, she has her intuition intact, right? So her intuition from now on can say, go this way, say this thing, right? It becomes very easy to, um, deal with difficult people, to deal with difficult challenges in life because you know, you have everything that you need. So there, there's probably, I'm sure we could, you know, pick apart this story and, and talk about it for a long time. Um, but as I was going through and, and writing down my initial thoughts, I was like, wow, that is so true. This is how you develop your intuition. You've got to have something that kind of is the instigating event, like you, the, the good mother dying. Um, you've got to have something that that's not just an event, but like an ongoing situation, like the Steph family and their cruelty. Uh, and then you've got to have some sort of like Hey, because you're experiencing all of this, we're going to push you out. And now you've got to really develop your intuition. Maybe you lost your job. Uh, maybe you had a, um, uh, a loss of a family member. Maybe you had a loss of health for yourself, right? So you've got to develop and get in touch with your intuition more than you ever have before because you're in new territory. And then you go out and you meet these challenges of life and, and you learn things like, um, you know, the, the one statement that, that Baba Yaga had is basically, you know, too much knowledge will make you too old too soon. I think that's so true. We're, we're kind of a, um, a society that's hooked on knowing things, right? Take this course, uh, listen to this podcast, right? Um, know all of this stuff. But in reality, um, what Baba Yaga was saying is you don't need to know all that stuff. You just need to follow your intuition. Okay. And when we do that, we develop other gifts like discernment that can keep us safe and can help us to not only do our own inner work, but to serve others in a, in a high way. So I hope that you found this valuable. I know this was kind of long today, but I loved that story. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the search for, for good stories and examples and uh, ideas to share with you on intuition. I really feel like this is maybe one of the next steps in my, my business. My teaching is to really teach people how to listen to your own voice. Um, so, you know, just ask yourself, what is your relationship with your intuition? If you had that little doll in your pocket, like Vasilisa did, um, you know, what is your relationship to that doll? Do you know it's there? Um, you, maybe you know it's there, but you haven't done anything with it for a while. Um, maybe you have, maybe it's a relationship that you've developed over time and you're like, oh man, I so appreciate her. I'm so grateful for her. Okay. So just ask yourself that question and, and then ask yourself the question, um, what would you like it to be? right? And wait for the answer. That's part of developing your intuition. Just asking a question, waiting for the answer and trusting that that is your answer. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.